This podcast is brought to you by Kill Global Coaching and Consulting. Go to KILNGlobalCoaching.com when you're ready to bake success into work and life. Now for the next episode of Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership. Welcome to the Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss a drop of straight talk you can't get anywhere else. We discuss the whiskeys to drink, music to listen to, and what it really takes to be an effective leader. I'm your host, Galen Bingham, the leadership strategist. Tonight's guest, author, speaker, actress, and certified Napoleon Hill trainer, Havila Malone. Hey, what you drink? Okay, sometimes there are conversations that are too good to be true. Sometimes there are conversations that you don't want to miss. This is that conversation. So I'm just going to share with you that whatever it is that you have been doing that might preoccupy your mind, you, you, you need to put a pause on that. You need to put a pen in it because this conversation is one that I have been waiting for for months. Uh, I want to introduce to some, but reintroduce to many, Miss Havila Malone. Welcome to Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership. How are you doing? I am doing phenomenal. Ah. <laughs> uh, there is so much that I want to get into with you because it's been a while since we've talked and we've tried to have this conversation before. And there was something in the universe that said, wait, nope, nope, not time yet, because there is more amazing coming that your listeners need to be aware of. This is number two, but this is the first one that they've heard. Uh, so we've just got so much to get into. Uh, but the first question and my listeners know that this is the most important question. This is the one that really lets them know that we're getting ready to get started. And that question is, so what you drinking? Ah, I am drinking some Agua Especial. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good old water. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, you know, with all the things that you're into and how you have to stay fresh at all times because you never know what might be coming that makes all the sense in the world very true very true i need to keep my cells hydrated keep myself you know good and and and, and nice and moistened <laughs> so that i can be at the the top of my game every day all day ah, all right well you know my listeners know that that only means one thing that means i need to come extra extra strong with the uh, with the brown liquor. So the whiskey that I chose for this conversation, and a lot of people think I'm making this up. They, they think I'm just like saying things, but I'm really coming with the brown liquor this time. Usually when you go into a bar or go into the restaurant and you and you ask for their top shelf, there is one uh, brand that is usually on everyone's top shelf, and that is Woodford Reserve. Usually it's Woodford Reserve, uh, double oaked. And if you're trying to impress someone, 
uh, if you're on a date or you've got a special occasion, you want to impress someone, you ask for that Woodford Reserve Double Oak and you will get the response that you're looking for. But I'm going to go one better because this conversation is is better than your special occasion. Uh, I'm going to go with the Woodford Reserve Master's Collection Batch Proof. So uh, this is this is like you can't get much. I guess you probably could go more top shelf than this, but I, I just can't afford <laughs> more top shelf than this. So this this is what this is what I got yet. Yeah, yeah, right. This is what I got. This is what I got. So I'm going to crack open this Woodford Reserve Master's Collection batch proof and have a, I'm going to let you validate that I'm actually drinking this liquor that I'm actually I'm not. We're going to crack this open. Let's go ahead and crack this open. Ooh, and that's a beautiful pour, too. Mm. Ah, nice little bouquet here. And, you know, so now my audience probably recognizes that, that they probably recognize that I am hesitating a lot longer than I normally would. And that's because I don't feel totally qualified to share the full introduction of everything that you are bringing into this conversation. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to ask you to just share uh, what you have been up to, what has, has gone into the, the gumbo uh, that has made Havilah Malone. And I'm going to, I'm going to hold you, I'm going to hold you on check because I know the totality of everything. So anything that you miss, I'm going to throw in, but share just so many of the things that you've done that quite honestly, many people might say would be impossible to do. Uh, and we're going to get into how you treat that word impossible. Uh, well, I'm born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, more specifically out of Kenner, Louisiana, for those of you who are familiar with the area. Um, I graduated from college at the age of 19 with two degrees uh, in dramatic arts and communication and also in psychology. I ran a $160 million technology business for Hewlett Packard by the time I was 21 and was also their television spokesperson on Home Shopping Network, QVC, Shop at Home and TV and uh, America Store for about four years of the decade tenure that I was with them. My background also was very much into television on the news side. I actually was in, in work for Fox for about two years until I found that every day a rape or murder or fire was not really my thing. So I was like, this is not the part of the you know television world that is really resonating with me. So um, I kind of left from that world, did a lot of freelance and different productions, just trying to get understanding of what all was available within the industry and kind of where my niche or where my fit was. And I ended up going into entrepreneurship, actually, because I joined uh, Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership because it was all about self-development. Like I come to a point in my life where it was like, you know what? It's time to face me and face my inner demons and figure out who I really am beyond all of these accolades and accomplishments. But what I really want to you know, accomplish here on this planet as a being and not just as a doing. <laughs> so 
Um, in that respect, I traveled the world with Tony and his organization for about a year, just doing the work, doing the self-work, the self-evaluation, utilizing the tools and really began to heal. And in a lot of things, like I broke my silence about being you know, molested in my youth and just the devastation that that caused my inner self and which was also being projected out into how I was showing up in the world because it was, a, even though I was accomplishing a lot of stuff, it was a very reserved version of me. And I wasn't truly allowing myself to be seen because I was afraid of that. And I ended up becoming a three-time number one best-selling author. I do a lot of keynote uh, speaking uh, for different organizations, and it's all about being proof of what's possible and breaking through to your the best version of yourself and doing the work so that you can live a life that's fulfilled and a life that's satisfying for you, not just what other people may want for you to do in this life. Because we have a lot of people who probably have a lot of ideas of what you should be and how you should show up and how you should act or not act. But is that truly who your soul is calling you to be in this iteration of life? So um, that was such a tremendous part of my evolution and my journey and something that it called to me. One thing, my in 2017, my cousin was in the top 10 of the Miss USA pageant. And I remember watching her journey and being like, it's igniting something in me that I actually want for myself, but never saw as a possibility. But because I had been doing the work, it was like, no, anything that I have that comes to me as a desire or, or something that I truly want I can have. And I was like, that is something I can have. And so I started doing my research into pageantry and discovering that it is a world of its own. <laughs> and and so I delved into that world, got with coaches, started um, networking with other queens and just understanding kind of what uh, systems were in place. And, and, and actually in 20, I became, uh, I was crowned Miss Louisiana Universal 2018 that following year. So it, it was definitely a dream come true and something that I had, you know, had a desire for, but it became a reality. And I also, in 2019, one of my public speeches uh, was featured on Goldcast, which is like a huge motivational platform. They feature like Les Brown and Oprah Winfrey. And so it was a huge honor to be featured on that platform. The video went viral. It was like over a million views and people were reaching out saying how it inspired them to go after their childhood dreams and how, you know, things that they wanted to do, it ignited something in them. And I also came to a realization in that interaction. It was like, you have a childhood dream that you haven't quite fully fulfilled. So you're telling people to go out and do these things, but there's more for you to do yourself. And so it, what it brought back to memory was when I was making the decision, because I graduated from high school when I was 16. So when I was making a decision of which path to go and which college to go to um, for school, my first initial desire was to go into law. Like I wanted to become a lawyer. Like I actually in high school was a part of a junior league program where we practice real law. Like we actually tried real cases in court, but our defendants were already found guilty of their crimes. We just got to argue their sentencing before the judge. And I loved it. It was just like to be able to get up in front of somebody and like 
plead a case and, you know, be persuasive and get somebody to see things the way that I am presenting them. Like it was, this was a dream come true. But then as I contemplated where my pull or desire was to be, it was kind of like, you can go to law school and become a lawyer, or you could just play a lawyer on TV. So I was like, there's something a little bit more appealing about the television aspect of it. So I think I'm going to go down that road, which is why I went um, and got the degrees that I got. And so in 2019, when this epiphany comes of, hey, you're telling people to go after their childhood dream, uh, there is a childhood dream that you have not fulfilled yet. And I was like, you know what? It is time for me to like go all in. Um, moved to California because I wanted to go to UCLA for college, but because I started college at uh, 16, my parents were like, uh, child, no, <laughs> you and your young, naive self are not about to go halfway across the country. So, so I ended up going to the University of New Orleans, but I was like, I'm an adult now, so I can <laughs> go to California if I want to. And so I literally used Napoleon Hill's Six Steps to Riches and like utilize that formula of like, what is that you, that you want? When is the date that you want this by? What are you willing to give to be able to get it using the affirmation day in and, and night? And was like, this is where, what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. I had reached out to an old acting coach of mine out in LA. And I was like, when is your next intensive or your next course um, starting back up? And she told me June 29th of that year. And, and we were in like May. And so I was like, you know what? Awesome. I'll be there. So I literally then set that as my date. I was like, I'll be there by June 26th. So I was like, that's the date that I will be living in California and fully pursuing my acting career. And I was there June 26th of 2019. And it was like, when you are called to do something and it won't let you go and it continues to come up and come up is because it's something that it truly is aligned with you and you need to do. And sometimes it's scary to step out and do something that you don't know what's going to happen on the other side of your decision. So it really does take taking that leap of faith and like jumping <laughs> and, and learning how to fly as you go down because Moving out to California was one of the best decisions I could have ever made. I consistently work. I am on, I have 10 national television commercials that are airing concurrently right now. And quite a few more that are going to be coming out in the next couple of months. I've been on HBO's Barry, HBO's the final season of Insecure. I, I auditioned, like I, I literally had three auditions today <laughs> before this interview. So I, I feel very blessed. And it was kind of like, it's time for you to jump into the ocean like you've been in the pool and you've done a lot of things in this or in this um, industry. But it's time for you to go where there are more opportunities for you to thrive. And so coming out here, it was like the floodgates opened for me. And I'm just I'm so grateful for it. And I, I feel like and I'm just getting started. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just so amazed. It, it seems like every time I turn on the television, I see a commercial and I say, she looks just like 
Havila. And so I'll take a picture and I'll send this to Havila. And I'll say, this lady looks just like you. And she's like, well, I hope so, because that is me. It's it's That's happened like three or four times, three or four times. She is on NCIS New Orleans with a reoccurring uh, guest starring role. You heard about HBO's Insecure, like one of the biggest television show phenomenas to happen over the last 10 years. She's been a part of that. And I'm just I'm just so impressed with not only the success that you've had, but the work that you've put in. Because when, you know, even in this story, when you decided that you really wanted to understand how to break through your limiting beliefs, you went to study with with Anthony Robbins. Most of us would just watch an Anthony Robbins video or, you know, check out a book, but you went to study with him. Uh, When you decided that there was something to this mindset thing, not only did you pull out the book Thinking Grow Rich, which I'm incredibly fond of, you actually got certified by the Napoleon Hill Foundation. I've got to say this now because you're going to totally beat me up later. Most of your life is impossible. Most of the things that you've done, you're not supposed to do unless you started trying to do it at age four. And for you to just decide, okay, I'm going to get into this pageant thing. <laughs> no one does that, Havila. No, no one just decides once you're older than six, okay, I'm just going to go to LA and become an actress. No, no one does that. And this whole graduating high school at 16, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) My mom used to say, she was like, as a kid, you were so tenacious. She was like, if you got your mindset on something, there was nothing that could stop you with just the completion of whatever that was, even if it was to my own detriment, Mm -hmm. because she would be like, if I, she said she um, observing one time, I'm going over to a, the wall plug. And so I went and I'm like messing with the wall plug. And so she comes over and she's like, no baby, you know, like, let me redirect you go, you know, play over here. Like, don't play with this. And I just waited for her to leave. (laughs) And then went right back on over to that wall plug. And it was just kind of like, once I lock my mind into something, then it's just, it's a matter of time. Like it, it just becomes a matter of time for me. And I think I developed that mindset pretty early in life where it was just kind of like, no, like I want that. And no, I don't know how to get it. No, I don't know you know, where to go to make it happen, but I'll figure it out and I'll do whatever is necessary to make it happen because that's what I want. <laughs> so I think that has served me throughout life, even when it comes to the hard stuff, because I think the personal development work, the mindset shifting work that we have to do to truly step into our greatness or step into the potential and unlock all of the potential that we have. It's a lot of work. It really is because it's, it's easy to just take whatever system you have been fed from childhood, whether that's the religious system, the cultural system, the political system, whatever it is, and just take that as this is the foundation for my reality. And that's all there is to it. But then for you to get a glimpse of, wait, there's another way to think, or wait, there's more opportunity that's available, or it doesn't have to be this way. It could be a different way. And then for you to actively work 
in contrast to the programming that has been put in you from childhood, that is a lot of work, but it is the most rewarding work because then you become your own person. And that's powerful. Oh, oh my. Okay, so let's get let's get into the heart of of, of this conversation because uh, there are just so many different avenues that we could go down, and it would be worth the while. You know, the the theme and the name of this podcast is whiskey, jazz, and leadership. And I, I've been asking all, each of my guests at least at least this season to help me articulate from their vantage point if they see a connection between those three. And if so, what is that connection? So for me, I love all three literally, but the metaphors for me, the metaphors are all pieces to the puzzle of living a successful life. Uh, because I think at my core, I believe that everyone is designed to be the greatest in the world at something. And you just need to find your thing, or in your case, find a dozen things <laughs> to become the greatest in the world. at. So here's the, here's the, here's the metaphor. So the metaphor for whiskey is finding that thing that you enjoy and finding that crew of people, that group of people who like-minded, who enjoy it with you, regardless of what other people who don't get it say or think. So it's just the social element of finding your crew or finding your tribe. So that's, that's whiskey. For me, jazz, the metaphor for jazz is uh, getting from where you are to where you want to be, even in instances where you don't have sheet music in front of you. You still have to get from where you are to where you want to be. Uh, you've got to get there on time. You've got to get there in key. And since this is your life we're talking about, you might as well make it sound nice. But you might not always have sheet music in front of you to tell you exactly the steps to, to take. And leadership, the, the metaphor for leadership is, and, and I'm fond of saying nobody eats unless somebody kills something. And, you know, whether you are a meat eater chasing game or whether you are a vegan cutting down plants, nothing happens until somebody does something. You know, marketing is fun. Strategy is important. But someone needs to decide we're going to make this thing happen starting today. And for me, that's about taking initiative. And that's just a, just a key part of leadership. So for me, is there a through line for you between those three as it pertains to your, uh, your journey or your philosophy of success? Or is, is this something that only makes sense in my head? Oh, it's interesting because as you asked that question, it made me start to think about it and on I think it kind of encompasses the circle or the cyclical pattern of life and that it actually encompasses three C's. Whiskey would be something that you consume. It's something that you take in. Jazz, something that is created. So it's there's a process of creation and ebb and flow there. And then leadership is something that you contribute. So it's something that you then give. So to consume, to create, and contribute is the cycle of life. Hey, it's not too late. Hit that subscribe button so you're sure to catch the next episode. If you're really enjoying the vibe, leave us a review or become a VIP for guests and show exclusives. Cheers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.